1: It has been a little slow, busy day. If you count some of the guys that the Bengals have lost over the last 24 hours, you mentioned it before, Von Bell, Jesse Bates, they're going to be on new team, Smajp Ryan going to get into the running back room in just a little bit. The Bengals are bringing back Jermaine Pratt, three-year, $21 million deal. And Michael Thomas is going to be back in the safety room. Let's move on to the right tackle position because you were just talking about it when we were ending the last segment when it comes to maybe what this team will do in free agency. I think if you were to tell me what's the most important thing in free agency right now and what I want them to spend money on, I wouldn't say safety is number one for me. And I know that's a really crazy for a lot of people. We just spent a whole segment on the safety position. I do think it's important to get a vet safety um, over the next few days. But for me, it's the offensive line because you do not have your secured Ready, 100% ready in September, right tackle. Uh, We don't know what's going to happen with Leal Collins, and I think that's what's going to be the most important thing. I've just been a little surprised with the numbers. I mean, you know, what are you getting? What are you going to pay? Are you going to let the market kind of settle a little more? But when you think about some of the guys who are available for the right tackle position, who would you pick from from the latest free agents?
2: Oh, man. There's, you know, the Jermaine Illuminor, I feel like has been the weirdest, like, obsession for Bengals fans is like a swing tackle, but you know, like he's older too. You gotta you gotta start a little bit later. Um yeah, he is uh, he's twenty nine. So he's older than you think. Um but projected at like three million or something per season. Uh I feel like another guy is like Billy Turner's fine, George Fant is interesting, Cam Fleming, and Kelvin Beachum. I'm not sure if any of these guys are gone, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Andrew Wiley's out there, Isaiah Wynn, all those guys, they're, sure, <laughs> those, are like, yeah. starting, those are all starting to swing tackle level guys, and uh, I know the Bengals fans have latched on to Jermaine Illuminor. He is a twenty nine year old one year starting swing tackle for his career. That is fine. I think that is perfectly in the realm of like what they should be looking at. I would not be devastated if he signed somewhere else. <laughs> I, just think, <laughs> I just think that sometimes, you know, sometimes we latch on to some guys and that it seems to be the only swing tackle that Bengals fans will. It's like Juwan Taylor, Mike McGlucci, or Jermaine Illuminor, those are the only options. I'm not really sure I'm pronouncing his name right. I hope I am. But you are. Um, cool they don't they don't say his name on the broadcast that often.
1: that's great <laughs> uh,
2: but uh yeah i'm like mcglinchy has gone Taylor's gone and now McGarry's gone those are kind of the big fish kind of tackle I don't think there's another guy that Orlando Brown is probably still I think he's still out there I don't think they're interested in Orlando Brown at that price tag because you're basically going to give him the T Higgins deal and then I'm just like why don't you just give that deal to T Higgins it's more important so uh yeah that's it's interesting I think they find somebody who's kind of cheap and works the reason I said I wouldn't be shocked if they don't do it is that they just and this to me isn't great strategy but they just they're taking one at 28 they feel comfortable with like three guys who are supposed to go around that range and they just take whoever falls I mean they had their top 30 visit with DeWan Jones or they just want him maybe will he be there I think so <laughs> so do you roll with a rookie and Collins for Week One? It's probably not the best strategy, but it's something that I could see happening. It's not—it's not impossible. Like that's—I would be surprised. I want to say that, but I wouldn't be shocked. Like I wouldn't go like, "Oh my God, it's Law Collins and a rookie for right tackle next year." I'd just go like, no, I don't know if I agree with this, but I trust him."
1: I mean, at the same time, we've uh, watched some bad right tackle play for quite some time so I almost feel like that's what was that the best right tackle or right tackle players that uh, Joe Burrow has had in his career in Cincinnati I mean I know Riley Reif was battling injuries it's unfortunate that he couldn't finish the season uh Lyle Collins you could say the same thing from last year he was never fully healthy I would feel better I honestly you, you've I'm changing my mind every day when I think about that 28th pick. When I look at the free agency class, because at some point you have to nail your offensive line in the draft because they're expensive. And I want to pay, I don't want to pay a whole lot of money for for an offensive lineman right now. I want to give that money to T. Higgins. I want to give that money to Joe Burrow. Um, I don't want it on the offensive line. And I don't wanna I don't wanna overpay for a guy right now. Um, I think, you know, you would almost say just the above average right tackle. Um, because that's, I would feel comfortable with it. I feel like that's okay as long as the guy could stay healthy. I just don't want to rush Lyle Collins back if they plan on keeping him. Do you think it's a good idea to say they get a just a little bit above average right tackle in free agency and they're like, you know what? we're going to pay Lyle Collins to stay here because I do feel like it's pretty incentive loaded when it comes to him staying healthy and playing games for this team that you're not rushing him back and he's getting time to, you know, eventually maybe go out there and, um, you know, gain his chemistry back with the offensive line. And you just put it, like I said, an above average right tackle from free agency. Would you feel comfortable with the offensive line?
2: I feel like saying above average is nice for the guys left. (laughs) I mean, like they're fine. Like, I think of them more like for starting, they're probably a little bit below average. They're they're serviceable though. And I know nobody wants anybody that's below average on offensive of line, but those guys are fine. You don't want you don't want the donkeys. <laughs> you don't want to go out there with the guys that you like. We can't trust this guy on like a three-step drop type concept. You want a guy out there that's like, do I trust him as TJ Watt? No. Do I trust him to be fine? most of the time, sure. <laughs> I think that's what's out there. You're looking at swing tackles. Like I said, like these aren't above average. Star- if they were above average starting caliber right. offensive linemen, they would be getting the Mike McGlinchey deal because that's what he is.
1: But <laughs> my thing is, that, deal. my expectations for offensive linemen, they're pretty low. So Above obviously- average
2: for the normal Bengals right tackle? That's yeah. out there.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, I am expectations are pretty pretty low um I'm just like hey can you can you give Joe Burrow 2.8 seconds to get the ball released and I feel good if you can promise me that every single game then I'm like you know what we have shot. Uh, But yeah, I just, I don't know that right tackle stuff. Just, it has me nervous. It really does. I think the trenches are the most important thing and you can say the same thing for the other side of the ball. Um, You know, there were rumors that they were interested in a lot of the guys who were out there when it comes to kind of beefing up the defensive line. I do think that 28th pick is going to be a trenches pick. It's either going to be on the D D line or offensive line. And I, I I'm staying with that right now. It is March. And I just I think that's the way you have you have to do it. You look at all of the games. You look at the AFC championship game, you look at the Super Bowl. Why did they lose the Super Bowl? Why did they lose the AFC championship game?
2: That's fair. Um my mind has been I think they like go corner because I think <laughs> a good one falls. <laughs> there's a lot of them. There's there's like six or seven first round corners according to consensus. I just started watching, so I don't have my full takes yet, mm-hmm. but I do that. I mean i've got everybody i've watched either as an early second or a first round guy and i've watched like five guys at this point so they're all fine (laughs) to take there but maybe they don't that that just feels like a match of best player available and if that's what they go for because you're picking late and you don't want to reach if the guys that you want are gone at tackle and at pass rusher i'll put both those guys into there then you Probably just want to go corner versus reaching on the next bucket of players. I don't think they're. What do you think about um, interior offensive line? Because I know we've both talked about you can get better than Volson out there, but I think he gets another year. I, I I don't think he's bad. Like whenever I've said that, it's more so I want him to be better, but also I want you know like this is a Super Bowl, and I don't want to just hand out that starting job to somebody that you could reasonably find an upgrade either early in the draft or wherever but i think they give him another year because i think of everybody they've ever had that was much worse than him their rookie year they got another year even all the way back to like russell bodine at center he got plenty of chances he was starting center on a lot of offensive lines
0: ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love Turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Yeah, and then they wanna they wanna stay cheap there. Um you're staying cheap mm-hmm. when you have Cordell Bolson as your guard. um we, we've seen that number at the guard position and, and it it's it's a little indifferent this year, but it's been high at times and I think you want to give Bolson another year in the NFL at the guard position and yeah, I'm not saying the guy I mean I've said it before and i I was criticized for it when i when I mentioned you know he's got to play Better and I want him to play better. I want Cordell Bolson to succeed at the guard position. That is great for the Cincinnati Bengals. And that's great for this offensive line. So I do think he gets another year. I I do kind of like that. I don't feel like we hear it as much anymore. Uh, I know it was a big thing last year bringing Quentin Spain back. And it was just time to move on. No offense to Quentin Spain. But um, a full year
2: off
1: too. (laughs) And there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a lot of bad offensive line play out in the NFL and, and he wasn't signed. And I appreciate Appreciate him coming in when he did to Cincinnati. But, uh, you know, I, I do think right now if you can add any depth, that's going to be extremely important at the guard position. Um, you know, give, give some competi- competition, healthy competition. That's never a bad thing when you think of uh, more healthy guys that are protecting Joe Burrow. So count me in for that. But I still don't know what they're going to do with that right tackle position. And, hey, we're going to record a podcast on Thursday, so maybe more moves will be made for Cincinnati. And if not, maybe that is a 28th pick for them. I hate to do this because there's only a couple minutes left in the podcast today. But we got to talk Samajé Um yeah. Good for, good for Samajé. Love the contract for him, rooting for him. Uh, it was almost like a 50-50 shot. That it felt like he was going to come back to Cincinnati. I, I liked his time here; um, he was fun to watch this past season in Cincinnati. And one memory that is my favorite was uh, the AFC Championship game when it was right before it was either right before halftime or after halftime when he ran it into the end zone and made it a um, eleven point game. And I was just like, "All right, it's back on AFC Championship games back on." So P Ryan. Um, you know he he was a he was a fun running back to watch, but it, it's looking like uh, running backs running back room might look a little different next year.
2: The big ball, bowling ball is gone. Sad. Uh, I've always liked him. I felt like I had to kind of take the anti-PRN stance for a couple weeks because fans went, like, ballistic about him being, like, the future. And also, like, he's, he's fine. Guys, he's fine as a runner. And then he gives you really good pass protection and okay receiving. Like, it's, it's good. That's a good running back. That's a great running back to have in your room. Um if the rumors are true, they're interested in Jamal Williams. I think that's an upgrade for that spot. I think he's more the Ryan than he is the Mixon. But probably, other than getting Bijan, you're going to draft, you know, anybody in the draft or anybody in free agency that you're going to get, you're going to need two guys to fill the role. I know some people just want to have the one cow never come off the field. We don't tip plays, blah, blah, blah. It's just so hard to find guys that can do all three, pass protection, pass, you know, receiving and running while also probably giving you some explosive juice because that's what was really missing. Jamal Williams would make me happy because I think he's a cool dude, too. I don't know if you ever listen to him in interviews. Mm-hmm. He quotes, yeah, he quotes Spongebob, and uh, he got upset at an interviewer for saying Pokemon wrong. And all this and all but, no, I find that really fun. I think he'd be a really good, you know, like fans will love him. Um, but if they don't go for him, man, the guy I keep coming back to is Jarek McKinnon because he was the passing down back for the Chiefs, and they won the Super Bowl, and he's explosive still, even though he's older. That's what I'm looking for, right? Even if you're getting worse pass protection, so you get 80% of P. Ryan in pass protection. P. Ryan is one of the best pass protecting backs out there. But you add on a guy that can go 60 yards on any check down for a touchdown, sign me up. And then you just need a guy that can run between the tackles after. Maybe you draft that in day two, maybe early day three. I don't think you want to wait longer than that, even with the Pacheco thing. Uh, yeah, I, there's just so many. Man. I'm still at the point for agency where I just keep looking at them. Like, there's so many guys out there. Like, they just have to sign one. It's not like they need to have seven guys when they make their deal. They just have to get one guy. Now, when they're down to, like, one or two guys that I feel comfortable with, left, that's when I start getting nervous. But where I am now is just so much of, like, man, like, yeah, Jamal Williams would be great. And I think I think whenever safety is possibly figured out or offensive tackle, like, that's probably who Bengals fans would latch on to. Like, okay, now we got to sign Jamal. It's like there's guys out there that just fit all these roles and could start or play meaningful snaps. So that's where I keep coming back to is just running back, safety, and offensive tackle and tight end our needs. There's plenty of guys out there. That's the fish of the sea. It's a big sea, a lot of fish in the sea. you know, <laughs> you got broken up with by a couple players, but there's plenty of fish out there. Just cast the net and bring one in.
1: So that's what I love about it because they'll make one signing over the next 24 to 48 hours. And then everyone will be like, Oh yeah, everything is fine. We're back. They got their guy. And I don't want fans to be discouraged or feel like defeated if they don't get, you know, some of the guys that they do love on social media on Twitter right now, the big name guys, um, they, you, you have to trust the front office right now. You, you have to trust them. They are, they were close to a Lombardi two years in a row and, and Jermaine Pratt said it best one play away. So I, I'm learning to trust the process and what the front office is doing behind the scenes, and I, I still feel like it was a semi quiet day for the NFL overall. I know tomorrow is mm-hmm. going to be crazy because Aaron Rodgers is more than likely going to make his announcement, and that whole thing is I don't even know what's going on there. He's bringing all of his friends uh, to New York, and I I just I have no clue what to make of the Jets right now or the AFC East alone because the Miami Dolphins have been, have been pretty active, but. You know, my advice for Bengals fans, just just stay calm. Trust the process. Uh, maybe I'm a little too optimistic when it comes to, you know, some moves that they'll make late in the week. But um, I'm I'm not too worried. Their core, they have number nine. They have Jamar Chase. They have T. Higgins. They have a solid defense. And Lou and and Brian Callahan are on the other side of the ball too. Um, so that's how I feel after 48 hours of free agency. Any advice for Bengals fans going into the rest of the week?
2: Relax. Don't overreact either way. Whoever they sign is probably not going to be a stud, Mm -hmm. but whoever they sign is also probably at least starting level and fine. They don't do anything still. It's been slow. I just, I feel like free agency has been really slow this year. I know they made a lot of their deals. I think on day two, the last couple of years, but day two is just like not many teams are making deals. Uh, So that's my advice is just be patient, just relax and uh if it's the same thing on monday you could dial up just a tiny bit of anxiety depending on what happens maybe not much happens throughout the entire week like all these things just really slow burn to finally get through free agency i don't know but uh i would expect by the end of the week we'll probably have some guys that we're really excited about or At least are interesting or you know who your starters are going to be who's going to take some snaps of the good of the guys that left so i'm going for something exciting though i and i was a proponent of bringing in a javon Hargrave type and i still am there's not a lot of those guys out there right now (laughs) those guys sign early uh so like it is what it is i like that's one way to think about it i just think the Bangladesh front office has done so well I, i can't really fault them for not following what i would do because I haven't been as right. I was for Carl Lawson over Trey Hendrickson. We're deep enough into the pod. <laughs> I was I was for keeping Carl over Trey. And I thought Trey was a good player. I just thought Carl was really good. And it turns out like, well, Trey's really good. And I'm not going to say anything about Carl because yeah. sadly tore his Achilles. And I don't think that's an injury per thing. I think it's just unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, I have I, been wrong more than they probably have. What's their only miss, Trey Waynes?
1: Yeah, ooh, yeah, what a mess. Um, what a mess. That guy just—I mean, he. I, I liked the
2: Lusier more when they signed him to when they signed both of them. I was like, uh, Trey wins is fine. I know he got the bigger deal, but man, Lusier never played with a good safety behind him.
1: Yeah, and, and I—it's there's going to be some learning curves for this defense. Um, obviously, when you are without Jesse Bates, I do want to make it known: Jesse Bates, Von Bell, were great players on this defense and I felt like underappreciated when you look at the way Jesse Bates has played over the last couple of years. Um, You know, I felt I felt kind of bad for him. Uh, when it comes to appreciating uh, what, he, what he was able to do in Cincinnati. So I don't know. We'll 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 check the meter next week, how fans are feeling. We have another pod on Thursday. Hopefully, they're, I want moves because we can talk about the moves on the podcast. Uh, but we'll see what Cincinnati does, if they add a safety, maybe the offensive line, or maybe a tight end by the next time we record. But uh, fans can check out all your work over on All Bengals. What's going to be up there?
2: Hopefully something. I I had to travel for work and I'm working long shifts while I'm traveling because I'm in a hotel. So what else do I have to do? So uh, it's been a little bit rough. Other, you know, the other life of me (laughs) to do this stuff. So um, I hope I I get something up. I want to get something up for Friday at least. And I should be able to, because I'm off Friday. I come home Thursday. So at least Friday morning, I'll probably be able to hammer out something. So Friday morning, something I was going to do journal Washington. And then I don't know. Like, it might still, but then part of me is like, I feel like, I feel like fans have moved on from tight end. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to ride the waves. Like, it was such a big thing when I started it like two weeks ago, and then by now it's like, no, we don't care about tight end anymore. We're all about, uh, (laughs) all about free agency. First of all, that's the one thing I'm waiting for. It's like I'll probably write something about a free agent. Like that's, I basically have not thought about writing about draft prospects. I thought about writing about free agents, and they haven't done anything in free agency. So. Hopefully something, and hopefully it's something exciting to do with a free agent. Uh, so that's that's what will be up there on Friday.
1: Rooting for moves. Rooting for moves for Mike so he can have that over on All Bengals. You can follow him, Bengals underscore Sand. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. We'll be back on Thursday to recap the latest in Bengals free agency on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.